0: you can drink beer with. Start your engine! It's the Nick D Podcast. All right, all right, all right. It is the Nick D Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Degilio. Welcome to episode number 167 here at the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, the best podcast network in the world. We also live stream Every day, 24-7, it's like having a radio station. Turn it on, only it's cooler than a radio station. You can hear some unbelievable unheard music and unsigned bands. If you have an unsigned band and you want your music to be played as part of the 24-hour streaming service, RadioMisfits.live. RadioMisfits.live. You can hear great music, unbelievable episodes of all the podcasts that are available at Radio Misfits, uh, including mine. You can hear this podcast every day at 3 p.m. Central, and you can hear my Saturday Night Live podcast. That show hasn't been funny in years. An SNL podcast every day at 9 a.m. Central, twenty-four-seven. RadioMisfits.live. Tune in now. Hey, you want to be a sponsor to any and all of the podcasts? And if you really want to be a sponsor of this one, that'd be awesome, too. This is a very popular podcast. It would be good for you if you have an advertisement that you want to do. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. Say, I want to advertise on the Nick D podcast immediately and they'll help you out. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. You want to be a part of the podcast just in general? We have a 24-7 voicemail service that is open, and we encourage you, and we want you to call and leave messages with your contributions and your questions and anything that you want to say to us. I listen to every single voicemail, and I play many of them back on the episode. So 24-7, anytime at all that you want to call and leave a message, 773 417 6948 773 uh four one seven six nine four eight, and uh, leave a message if you want the mag- magic megaphone you want me to speak into the magic megaphone that's another thing we're going to be doing that a little bit later on today email us any single time you want nickdpodcast at gmail.com with uh, questions or uh, contributions or anything you want to say we want to hear from you jason skaggs does all the music and the sounds and the weird stuff Ed Silla does all the other great stuff. He is the man in charge. Please take the time to rate and review us on every single platform. Start that conversation. uh, Like us and uh, spread the word and all that great stuff. Spread the word about all the great podcasts. This one included the Nick Deep podcast. So coming up on today's podcast, the great Marnie Schur is going to join us. Marnie is lovely, and she's awesome, and she writes for the Takeout website. That's thetakeout.com, which is an offshoot of The Onion and the AV Club, and it's a great website about food. And we'll talk about uh, all kinds of really great food stuff. She also has become a horror film fanatic. So we'll get another uh, chapter in the Marnie Scher Horror Film Report. That'll be coming up, plus a ton of great food stories and much more. And we're going to do a little taste test later, um, Marnie and I. So uh, we'll tell you a little bit about that. Ezra Leon will join me. She's my partner in crime. we got a magic megaphone request. We're going to talk about incredible witty retorts. If you want to write some of these down, next time somebody says something smart-alecky to you, we got a re- witty retort for you that you can come back with. So uh, that's some of the other stuff that we're going to be talking with and uh, going back and checking out your stuff as well with a magic microphone. So Esmeralda, Leon, and I talking about witty retorts and much, much more. Marnie Schur and I doing a great taste test of some weird stuff. Here's what we got. We have the Katcha's plant-based gummies with no animal gelatin. So they're like vegan-based, plant-based gummies. We have the sa- I have the sour. I think she does too. Marnie has the sour. And I also have the rainbow gummy candy with no... Animal gelatin. Here's my guess. These things are gonna suck. K a t j e s catches plant based gummy. These are like vegan. They're gonna suck. But anyway, we're gonna taste test. The, <laughs> we're gonna taste it. The, the key word there is vegan. Where it's like, nah, no nah, nah, thanks. Get that crap out of my face now. So anyway, uh, so that's all coming up, and look who look who enjoys us. Hi, I'm
1: Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show.
0: I know you do, baby. Carrie Russell is here. She's always on my porch. Hi, I'm hanging Carrie out. Russell, Hi, and Karen.
1: I love I Nick's show.
0: I love you too, baby. All right, lots of great stuff coming up on the show uh, today. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's happening. It's a Friday. I hope everybody is uh, planning a, a fun weekend. If you're listening to this past a Friday, I hope you had a fun weekend. If you're listening to this three months or two years after I'm talking about this, I hope two years ago and three months ago you had a lovely weekend. These are podcasts. You can listen to them whenever the hell you want. So please subscribe and uh, spread the word and all that cool stuff. Again, 773-417-6948, Podcast at gmail.com. And please check out my other podcast, the Saturday Night Live podcast. Um, It is called That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years. Uh, It's a great podcast. If you're a Saturday Night Live fan and you are not subscribing to this podcast, you need to be taken into a mental institution right now until you get your head right and then subscribe immediately because it's the best Saturday Night Live podcast that there is. The most recent episode uh, is an interview that I did with a fantastic filmmaker named Oz uh, Rodriguez, who used to be in charge of all the pre-taped filmed digital shorts uh, uh, amazing stuff. And he also did an Emmy Award-winning digital series called Creating Saturday Night Live, a behind-the-scenes look at everything about that uh, about that show. He spent 12 years on SNL. He has amazing stories about working on the show, making the films, what went into it, how in like two or three days they have to put together some of the really coolest you know, movie parodies or music videos. It's unbelievable. And he's got a great feature film that uh, starts on Hulu on August 16th, and it's called Miguel Wants to Fight. A great movie. Miguel Wants to Fight, available on Hulu. The director of that movie, Oz Rodriguez, is the guest on my current episode of That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, in SNL podcast. So check out all the podcasts. Have some fun. Marnie Schur is going to join us. She rules. We're going to talk food and taste test these weird little plant-based gummies. God. Anyway, Marnie Schur rules from the takeout. Congratulations. Congratulations
2: you're about to listen to the nick d podcast it's by far the best decision you've made today it makes the other podcasts seem like crap
1: oh yeah don't be a jagger
0: Barney Sure. Barney 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 Shaw sure. Let's talk about food, baby. Out of all the things you stick down your throat. But don't take it from me! Chop 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 chit-chip barney 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 shaw
1: d d d ch d d d
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I know that was kind of weird, but hey! Here's something that's awesome! Marnie Shore, everybody! Yeah. And uh, it is Marnie Shore who joins us uh, once a month, usually. uh, And that's uh, Marnie Shore's theme. And she is the managing editor of The Takeout. Check out thetakeout.com. Talks to us about food and all kinds of other stuff. And just a lovely person in general. And hello, Marnie.
2: Well, hello. How are you?
0: I'm all right. How are you?
2: Just fine.
0: Good, good. Welcome back. Thank you. Tell everybody about The Takeout before we dive into the fun stuff we always talk about.
2: Sure. At The Takeout, uh, we write about food in all its forms, and we write about the food that's the most delicious, the stuff that you're going to eat every day. Uh, not the stuff you necessarily aspire to cook one day and then never do. So we write about fast food. We write about chain restaurants. But we also provide some recipes, some instructions, some inside tips, and lots of grocery know-how. So, um, yeah, it's a little bit of everything for the everyday eater.
0: There you go. And I love it. That's one of my favorite websites to go to. Uh, and you are a managing editor. It's The Takeout. Check out thetakeout.com, an offshoot of the Onion and, uh, and uh, AV Club uh, era. That's right. Yeah, very cool. Lots of fun stuff on there. We're going to get to food-related. We actually have a taste test that we're going to do. Um, I, and I'm terrified of this, I have to say, Marnie. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little terrified.
2: I'm excited.
0: Okay, all right. Well, you be, ter- you be excited, I'll be terrified. How about that? Perfect combo. <laughs> uh, hey, by the way, are there any Mortified shows coming up that, um, that you can mention?
2: Yes, there are. So the next Mortified show is September 23rd at the Studebaker Theater. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mortified is, for anyone who doesn't know, a stage show where people share the humiliating artifacts they created as adolescents. It might be diary entries, might be art projects, music videos even. Um, But they're performed on stage for an audience of total strangers, and we all share the shame together.
0: Yeah, and I love it. I've loved Mortified since... You know, it's been uh, been a regular uh, thing on my show for many, many, many years.
2: That's right.
0: And I love that it's still around and uh, and, and all that cool stuff. Uh, you know, So the next show, you said uh, September 23rd, you said is the next yes,
2: one? Yes, September 23rd at the Studebaker Theater, mm-hmm. and it's presented by WBEZ.
0: Sure, they're awesome. And, uh, and, and there is a website for people if they want to, first of all, check it out, see your live shows, uh, check out what Mortified is all about. But also if they want to actually say, hey, I've got some... Goofy stuff that I did when I was a teenager that I I want to share in an embarrassing fashion. They can do that as well at the website, correct?
2: That's right. Uh, you can go to getmortified.com and click participate. And that will take you to a page where you can submit material, primary sources from your own life, and uh, talk about what makes them mortifying.
0: Cool. Awesome. All right. So September 23rd, Studebaker, and get all your uh, your information at getmortified.com. Correct. Correct. Are you there, Marnie? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure you're there. (laughs) Okay.
2: You said it all correct.
0: I said it all correctly. I just wanted to make sure that that I got it right. Okay. So, in addition to talking about all the really fun stuff uh, that you guys have been covering in the takeout and doing that uh, that taste test that uh, Marnie's excited about, but I'm terrified about, um, you have uh, as we as we every time we check in with you monthly, we love to find out what horror movies you've seen lately because you've been diving deep into the horror movie uh, genre. And uh, I have. so, so what have you what have you seen uh, lately that you wanted to talk about?
2: Well, first of all, if it sounds like I'm in the middle of my own horror film right now, it's because a plumber is drilling something directly beneath the room that I'm currently in. So, okay. forgive any sounds that's okay and rumblings so a, you might there's hear. There's a
0: plumber. Okay, cool. By the way, <laughs> I have a neighbor who has a hyperactive child above me, oh, um, who li- who likes to stomp around and jump up and down. So, between the plumber and the jagoff child upstairs. <laughs> Uh, we, we might hear some weird bumping and sound effects in the background. So everybody, this is what happens when you record podcasts from your home.
2: That's right. we, are, we are never alone, right? <laughs> exactly.
0: So I got a Jagoff kid above me and you've got a plumber below you. So that's, that's, what, we're, right. that's what we're dealing with, just to let everybody know. Uh, okay, so uh, horror movies, you started to really get into them. When, when did this start, by the way? Uh, Marnie, your, the, your, your kind of interest in the horror genre
2: yeah you know I watched Halloween on Halloween when I was maybe like six or seven years old mm-hmm. and that first scene in Halloween it just it's like the perfect setting you know it it just yeah. perfectly situates you in like this is what the genre is and this is what it can do mm-hmm. um Because even before that, I think the tone was kind of set by the fact that I was definitely a Nightmare Before Christmas kid. Sure. Um, You know, and my grandma saying, I don't know why you like this. The the guy plays fetch with his dog by tearing his own rib out, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. But if
2: you like it, you like it. And uh, Yeah. yeah, ever since then, it's been a fun ride
0: cool well I love talking horror movies with you and you know it's my favorite genre that's right Um, and uh and I'm a bit of an expert on it and I just you know as timing would have it Marnie I spent this past weekend uh for four (laughs) days and nights straight in a hotel with a bunch of other horror fanatics doing a lot of horror things so uh, I'm still people (laughs) it's my my tribe we call them the tribe uh my tribe and it's been it was a fantastic weekend it was great and I'm still kind of there in my head, yes. Uh, so what? It, no. So let's get a little update uh, on what you've seen and, and and your thoughts on the horror movies. So we get the horror film report from Marnie Shore.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I I did my classic, you know, searching around on the streaming services to see what I have always meant to see and never saw in theaters, and I landed on Happy Death Day.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, big commercial
2: hit. Yeah, and I there's... haven't seen the second one yet.
0: Okay. Uh, So, what, okay, so well, first of all, for people who might not know, tell everybody about Happy Death Day and what you thought of it.
2: Yeah, so Happy Death Day is a commercial, you know, it's what I would call like a commercial horror film from what was it, 2017. Mm -hmm. And it is, you know, perfectly geared toward like teen audiences, I would say. It's scary without being too gory or frankly challenging you on too many big questions the way that a lot of horror films do. Um, but yeah, it's a woman wakes up in a college dorm, starts her day, uh, gets killed, wakes up in a dorm, starts her day, gets killed, and she's in this infinite loop and has to figure out why she's in the loop and how to get out of it and who her killer might be on this college campus full of, you know, sororities, fraternities, drama, all of that.
0: Yeah. And what did you think?
2: Oh, it was fun. You know, I, the best part is because a movie like that doesn't have many lofty goals in mind except to thrill and entertain, it doesn't fall too hard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there were parts of it that felt a little tedious because boy, they repeat that loop maybe a dozen different times. Yeah, but the characters are really likable, and the twist is almost so dumb as to just be like a laugh out loud moment. So, I had a yeah. great time.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it too. And I like the sequel as well. And, and here's the reason why. And I, I, the first one's better than the second one. The second one is like, you know, like a For lot sure. of sequels, it's like, okay, we got it the first time. We didn't necessarily <laughs> need it. But I'm a fan of it. And here's exactly why. Uh, because of Jessica Roth. I, I think mm-hmm. she's unbelievably entertaining. Uh, she's the lead in it. She's the girl who dies and wakes up and dies and wakes up and stuff like that. I find her extraordinarily charming. I like her and everything she's done. And I think she is great in these two movies. Um, and I think she, I think all of it as all of the weight is on her shoulders and she carries it magnificently.
2: Yeah. And she would have to, because she's tasked with doing the same thing over and over and continually making it interesting. Not yeah. many actors are tasked with that.
0: Yeah. I think she's great. So I'm a yeah. fan of it. And I, I'm a fan of it. And 80% of the reason why I like it so much is because of Jessica Roth. I think she's great. I
2: yeah, think she's definitely. Great. So,
0: okay. So happy death day. You discovered that one. Um, I wouldn't you don't have to rush to see the sequel Marnie it's fine it's entertaining (laughs) again because of her but I wouldn't rush to see the sequel so I'm glad you discovered that one what else did you see
2: well I finally uh, took your advice and I watched evil dead rise yeah (laughs) which I have to say I was reluctant to do because the first evil dead movie and evil dead Two: dead by dawn Mm -hmm. are some of the movies I hold most close to my heart as you should yeah. yeah. And I I thought, you know, if this is just in the same universe without Bruce Campbell, can it be what I want it to be, but it was such a dare I say beautiful interpolation of the Evil Dead universe that yeah. I was just so wildly impressed by it and I think any horror fan would have a great time watching it.
0: It's one of the best horror movies of the year. And and I it's it, now have you seen the reboot from 2013 with Jane Levy?
2: No, and it's because when I saw that there was a Red Band trailer, I thought, oh, maybe what they're doing here, and I probably should have seen it to confirm this, I kind of thought they're taking the all the wrong lessons from the original Evil Dead by just doing buckets and buckets of blood, yeah. and it didn't strike me as a movie that was doing things a little tongue-in-cheek, um, mm-hmm. the way that, like, maybe Evil Dead 2 does. Yeah. Uh, but
0: it's it's played straight. Y- Evil, Evil said- Dead, the remake is, is absolutely paid straight. It's more um, in tone. It's more like Raimi's original because Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness both go into the comedy realm. Right. Um, I mean, by the time of darkness came out, I mean, that's just that movie's ridiculous. It was like it's, like, it's as if the Three Stooges made a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. I absolutely love it. And Evil Dead, Dead 2 is a, one of the greatest horror movies of all time. But it's also hilarious. Yes. Whereas the original Evil Dead is down and dirty and grimy and low budget. Evil Dead the reboot from 2013 really is hand in hand tone wise with the original Evil Dead. It's dark in yeah. buckets of blood. And it's great. It's <laughs> really, really great. And and I think it goes hand in hand with the new with the new one, Evil Dead Rise. Um
2: Which Evil Dead Rise did have Slight moments, if you're a Raimi fan, you will notice like the goofiness involved. Like I saw, mm-hmm. you know, I wrote down during the movie, flying eyeball. Yep. <laughs> you know, like yep. there, there's just enough taste of the Raimi, the signature Raimi moves that it felt like such a lovely tribute.
0: Yeah. And in the new evil Dead stuff, like the like uh, uh, Ash versus Evil Dead, which is a fantastic series uh, that was on Three Seasons on Stars, which stars my my future ex-wife, Dana DiLorenzo. Lorenzo. <laughs> um, At one of the great things about these about these new bits of the franchise that started ten years ago with the uh, with the Evil Dead with Jane Levy, is that there are some the, the centerpiece performances are so good. As I mentioned, uh, Jessica Roth in Happy Death Day. Um the woman in Evil Dead Rise who plays the mother is unbelievable yes. in uh, in it and so is Jane Levy in uh the 2013 these are great horrifying like female performances where they're innocent and then they get possessed and then they're crazy and they're evil and it's great stuff um and Evil Dead Rise has a bunch of that
2: Yeah and it's it's a, it's hard to hold down the emotional center of the movie when you also have to play an un, an evil dead possessed being yeah. but Yeah they thread the needle, don't they?
0: <laughs> I love the fact that the one the, the one thing that I really like. Mean, there are many things I liked because I think Evil Dead Rise is great. I think it's yeah. a, it is it is absolutely a great addition to the franchise and to the universe. I think it's fantastic. Um, but one of the things I really liked about it is that you know the Evil Dead movies, except for <laughs> except for Army of Darkness, are are kind of connected completely to the isolated cabin in the woods trope.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Whereas this one is in like an apartment building. Um, <laughs> And I thought that was a cool, you know, deviation from the, right. From the formula.
2: Right, and it makes a lot more sense, right? Because it's yeah. where the Evil Dead spreads. and But they, they still managed to make it feel like a bottle episode. You know, they're yeah. still in that apartment. Yeah. And it feels so claustrophobic and yeah. incredible.
0: Yeah, and they do set it up at the beginning with the cabin thing, uh, which is, you know, the, the whole lake and the cabin thing. So right. it's there. Um, and this apparently is this building was built on the original site or what, I'm not sure <laughs> right. what, what that is, but like, I love the fact that it takes place in this, you know, this, this building with a whole bunch of other units in it and the parking, one of the great scenes in the movie takes place in the parking garage, which mm-hmm. is, which is amazing. So you dug it, you got, did you get to see it on the big screen or did you have, did you watch it on, you know, on streaming?
2: I watched it on streaming, but I'm pretty sure that there's going to be an Evil Dead Rise haunted maze at Universal's Halloween Horror Nights this year, which I am attending. So I'm fingers crossed that I'll get to live Evil Dead Rise this October.
0: Oh man, that's amazing. That's so cool. (laughs) So they're doing, oh wow. Yeah. That. Oh man, now do you have to like... Do you have to bring a change of clothes? Are they gonna, <laughs> are they gonna like squirt you down with all kinds of blood and liquid and stuff? Is that going to be part of it? I wonder.
2: That that's a good point because what will make it like a signature Evil Dead Rise? I mean, I guess we'll definitely be in that apartment, yeah. uh from the movie. That's but so yeah, cool. they're gonna need lots of corn syrup in that set to make yeah. it feel like Evil Dead Rise.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you got to see it. I'm a I'm a fan of it. I think it's one of the better horror movies that that. Uh, that's come out this year. And it's mm-hmm. been a pretty it's been a pretty solid year for horror. Now this next one is the one that's kind of taken the horror community um you know by the throat, if you will. <laughs> um and really I'm mean, like a lot of discussions over this past weekend at Flashback um were had about the film that you're going to you're going to tell us about right now and what's what's the other one that you saw?
2: Yeah. So talk to me. It came yeah. out a couple weeks ago in theaters. I saw it. And, um, you know, I'd be interested to hear what that discourse has been, because I've not heard anything. I went into the movie not knowing anything, which is kind of my favorite Good. way to see Good. most yeah. movies, but especially yeah. horror. Yeah. And I just and Let thought, me ask you
0: this. I'm really great. Let me ask you this. What, what went through your mind after the first scene?
2: <laughs> after the first scene? <laughs> I mean, my thought was, there is no way this movie is going to get even slightly disappointing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a hell of an opening. It yeah. is a hell of an opening. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Truly. Um, yeah. But yeah, the concept, if you explain it to somebody, it sounds so, what, constructed, so uh, bizarre and forced. But in the movie, what they do that I think is so clever is, basically there's a cursed object of some type that a bunch of Gen Z kids find and start using. Yeah. But... The movie makes that such a commentary on like 21st century relationships to social media and, you know, performing for your friends and stuff, but it does all that without being preachy. So, yep. naturally, social media factors in kind of heavily into the movie and not in a way that feels annoying to audiences that can't relate to that level of social media usage. It's so impressive to me the way that they balance it all and the yeah. central performances are breathtakingly good.
0: Yeah, and it involves uh, bringing a a dead spirit back to the to the to the real world, and what that curse means to you know the people involved, and the and and like weird sort of seances that are captured on social media and on your TikTok and influencers and all that stuff. Um, And it's scary, and the and all the performances are good, as you mentioned. It's a terrific movie. I Mm -hmm. I was very impressed with it, and these two guys who directed it—they're Australian guys, and they're like what—they're not even thirty; these little (laughs) bastards. So um, annoying how good they are. It's so annoying. It's so annoying that somebody like like twenty nine years old is so good at the, <laughs> at this. Um, but yeah, and and it's a, it's a it's a it's a really solid, very very scary, beautifully made uh, horror movie, and it's scary. There's scary stuff in it, really.
2: So what did the flashback uh, crowd oh, have to say? They,
0: now they love it. It, it, it became a pop. It was a very very popular thing. I mean, like everybody. We were talking about you know like some of the horror movies that we've seen this year that we loved. Like Hussara is was mm-hmm. one that got mentioned a lot, and uh, Infinity Pool. Uh, Brandon Cronenberg's movie from a little bit earlier this year with the great Mia Goth, who has become, by the way, uh, she's the goddess of the tribe now. She's the <laughs> goddess of the horror tribe. Mia Goth has now become with, with Pearl and with Axe and now coming up Maxine and with Infinity Pool, and she's in Suspiria, the remake. And she's like, Mia Goth is like now, she's she's the scream queen uh, and sort of like the idol of, of most horror fans. We love her very much. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so those, those came up, but talk to me was right at the top of the list in terms of like great solid horror films from 2023 and, and, you know, and because it's fresh and a lot of people have just seen it, it was a topic of conversation throughout the entire weekend.
2: And it just didn't have those typical beats where you can usually say, okay, now they tell this person and this person doesn't believe them. So they go to the cops, you know, it, it really, you just never knew where it was going. And that's hard to do in 2023.
0: It is. It is hard to do. And also, man, you know, like when you have an opening that strong, like because I, you know, the opening scene, I went, Jesus, before the credits, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> holy shit. How are they going to follow this up? And they do very solidly and very scarily. Um, right. It's a terrific movie. And again, though, uh, as much as I love Talk to her, and as much as I love Evil Dead Rise and, you know, and, and Infinity Pool and Hussara and some of these other ones. Uh, for me, it's all about birth, rebirth. (laughs) Yes.
2: I'm (laughs) I'm so excited.
0: I know you, and I can't wait to talk to you after you see it. Please text me after you see it.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: So, uh, that's birth, rebirth, and that opens. But yeah, uh, happy death day, uh, evil dead rise and talk to me. All three you enjoyed.
2: Yeah. You know, um, really interesting female led projects. And, uh, I, I probably will see a lot more before I go see happy death day to you, but it's on the list, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you and 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 well, let's just mention this. And featuring a female led, female driven. How goddamn great is Barbie?
2: Uh well, I've seen it twice and I'm <laughs> dying to see it a third time. So yep. that kind of tells you all you need to know.
0: <laughs> Me too. I've seen it twice. I think it's the best movie of the year. Um I love it. I am it, it it's one of the few movies in recent memory in a long time actually where I ha- could not be happier at the amount of money it's making like this is with with this it just crossed a billion dollars in (laughs) fact it's the biggest movie ever made by a female director Greta Gerwig uh and I just love that it's Greta Gerwig who came from like the mumblecore scene and like (laughs) Lady Bird and she did an adaptation of Little Women and those are two of my favorite movies of the past like 20 years and then she directed the biggest movie ever by a female director she surpassed Patty Jenkins with Wonder Woman. Wow. Um and it's astonishing to me but I love it. I've never been happier about a movie becoming the cultural flashpoint that it has become and making all the money. I everything about I love everything about the movie and everything surrounding it and the buzz and people yes. getting dressed up to go see it and I I adore everything about Barbie. I just it's think that- it's
2: amazing. Yeah, it's that return to the monoculture. Like, I I forgot how good it was to just like all rally around a thing. And I'm also like so gleeful to just skip any serious Barbie discourse. I'm like, nope, don't need to hear it. I understand what you could write about its faults or flaws or whatever. Don't care. Just loved it. Had a great time.
0: Don't care. Best movie of the year. I don't give a (laughs) shit. I don't care. I couldn't (laughs) possibly care less about fucking Bill Maher. He can just he can kiss my ass. Uh but no. I love it. I'm glad you loved it too. I and you know and I've not laughed harder at a movie all year. Not only and I cried during it and mm-hmm. uh there's so many beautiful moments and God that monologue that America Ferreira has uh about the role that women have had in the world that is one of the great like I literally wanted to applaud after the first time I heard it and and it's I I, I could not be happier for Greta Gerwig, that's all I'm saying. I, I just right.
2: couldn't. And I saw it with my mom and that was a special experience too. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I bet. uh, Yeah, no, it's just, it's incredible. And there's so many, I mean, and you know, if, 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 if Ryan Gosling does not get nominated uh, best supporting (laughs) actor, I mean, he's unbelievable. It's and I also find it very ironic that my favorite performance in the movie is by a guy. That
2: oh, everyone's feeling that conf- conflict inside. I, I think and
0: I know, I know, and it's the, and it's not that the women aren't amazing because they're all amazing, and I don't think there's ever been a part more perfectly suited for Kate McKinnon ever. Right. Uh, um. But my God, Ryan Gosling and I'm just Ken is the best song ever recorded in the history of music. Um, <laughs> And that, that number, that musical number, I don't know if I've ever been happier watching uh, that five minutes of film than than that, that whole segment.
2: Yeah, uh, my smile uh, muscles hurt at the end of oh, that segment.
0: It's so good. Oh, Anyway, Barbie rules, I think, but we all know that. <laughs> we all know that. And then, of course, the question is, Barbie or Oppenheimer's not even a fucking question to me. It's Barbie
2: all the way. Uh, yeah, not, yeah, yeah even, you know, it's just watched. clear. Yeah, it's clear.
0: Okay, well, let's get into, uh, now that we've done the horror film report and the Barbie report, which I'm glad we did, <laughs> Um, let's get, let's jump into the takeout. So, um, uh, McDonald's loves your grim. Well, this kind of ties in McDonald's loves your, your grimace horror movies. Let's talk about the weird world of grimace, McDonald's and horror films. Tell me about this story that you guys wrote about takeout.
2: Yeah, so Grimace, you might know him as McDonald's fluffy purple alien mascot. Um, he hasn't hasn't made a lot of appearances in recent memory. You know, he right. was a creation of the McDonald Land ad campaign that was, you know, really prominent seventies and the eighties with Ronald Grimace, Hamburglar, Mayor McCheese. You know, all of those characters. Right. But they McDonald's really chose to de-emphasize the childlike characters in its marketing uh, over the last, like, 25 years because, you know, as I think we saw with the I'm loving It ads and stuff, there was a lot more focus on uh, yuppies, frankly, right? Like, urban, professional, sleek people eating McDonald's.
0: And when when you get uh, the star of succession to do your voiceovers, I think that's... (laughs) really changed over everything you know what I mean like by the time Brian Cox starts doing your voiceovers it's a whole different ball game <laughs>
2: and I'd be terrified to ask Brian Cox if he knows who Grimace is <laughs> I will never ask him
0: right but, right
2: but yeah so they they kind of exist on those two planes now they're kind of figuring out how to do both at once because they know what a big sell it is so Last year, McDonald's released adult Happy Meals. We, right. we I believe, we talked about them, and, and the toys sold out everywhere, and yeah. people were really happy to see those characters again. So, this past June, McDonald's said, "Uh, it's Grimace's birthday month. It's when Grimace is, celebrates his birthday." <laughs> Which, okay, why not? <laughs> All right, and I wasn't
0: aware of that. Okay,
2: <laughs> I guess it's canon now. Uh, <laughs> but they released a purple milkshake to mark the occasion, and, uh the purple milkshake had a really strange journey. People were excited about it. It came in a fun cup. It was a fun color. It mostly just tastes like a vanilla shake with a little berry in it.
0: Mm.
2: But um kids, well, Gen Z more specifically was very excited to buy these shakes and film TikTok videos um of themselves uh like appearing to be dead and covered in the milkshake. Right. So they they came with lots of editing. They were very well made. It starts with a kid innocently drinking the shake, wishing Grimace a happy birthday, and then sort of smash cuts to, you know, them lying on the ground, coughing, covered in milkshake like it's blood. Uh, the implication, I think, being that Grimace killed them with the shake. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and some of them are dark. I don't know if you've seen some of the creepier ones, but very unsettling. Kids got really into this. Yeah. Uh, but you know, McDonald's is laughing all the way to the bank because you could only buy those shakes as part of a combo meal. So everyone was buying the full combo meal just Look to make that. these videos and their Q2 earnings report was rosy to say the least. Amazing. They, yeah. The the stats on same store sales growth during the month of the Grimace shake was huge. So McDonald's, it- you know, they, they didn't try to condemn these videos. They just kind of rolled with it.
0: Yeah. And, and now, I, I obviously, this is going to be something that's going to happen again in the future where they're going to package everything where in order to get this special item, you have to buy a whole combo meal. I'm sure that's right. going to be a thing now. That's going to be a it's, thing.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that they decided not to try getting with it again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I did not. Have you had a Grimace shake?
2: Uh, no. Our staff writer, Dennis Lee, tasted it. And mm-hmm. he said, you know, really, really mild berry flavor. It's mostly just a fun-looking vanilla shake. Okay.
0: All right. Well, I've not tried one. Um um but uh, and, and and which which makes sense cuz I'm still alive. I was not murdered. So uh, <laughs> I clearly didn't have. But okay. Laughing all the way the, uh, to the bank uh despite the fact that uh, YouTube was loaded with kids being killed by uh, by Grimace. That's right. <laughs> okay. All right. Um so Subway. It, it, do we have difficulties finding one because There happens to be one, um, I don't know, just a few blocks away from me to the west and a few blocks away from me to the east. And I think that that's common considering what you guys wrote about.
2: That's right. So this is just one of those interesting stats that pops up every year in annual reports about the fast food industry in America. Um, And this has been the case for a while. But when you look at the numbers, it is just staggering. McDonald's, by you know, a factor of 10 is is the biggest fast food chain in America. No yeah. question. Yeah, uh, Starbucks trails it distantly at number two. And Subway's down in eighth place in, in terms of total U.S. sales last year. But in terms of number of locations, Subway is so far beyond everyone. So there's 13,000 McDonald's. There's about 15,000 Starbucks. And there's over twenty thousand Subway locations. You're kidding. Locations. <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah. kidding. And, There's and there's just there's everywhere. There
0: are, there are over five thousand more Subways than there are Starbucks.
2: Subway regularly outstrips other fast food chains by like five to one. That's you know, amazing. and and places that you'd think of as the bigger chain. But subways just quietly everywhere. You know, they're in gas stations. They're they in strip are. malls. They yeah. they don't need standalone facilities, and they don't even need places to hook up like a deep fryer. So they That's can go right. just That's about right. anywhere. Yeah.
0: You know, it's funny because you both both of those locations that you mentioned, gas station, strip mall those are the those are the locations of the ones that near me.
2: That's right. That, and, That's and and you know, it's easy, relatively easy for people to open a subway location versus other types of fast food because makes the sense. overhead costs are very low. Makes um, sense. Unfortunately, yeah. the company makes it harder to close one once you've opened it, but the fact that they're easier to open means that a lot of them spring up and then stick around for a long time. You don't yeah. often see subways closing.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. You don't. Um, and and uh, I mean, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Everywhere, like I have social activity, there's a subway not very far, like... <laughs> I spend a lot of time at the Music Box Theater, as you have. There's a mm-hmm. subway across the street from the Music <laughs> Music Box Theater. Uh,
2: yeah, on the on the otherwise relatively fancy Southport corridor. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and there is it. There it is. I mean, I opt for the empanadas, but uh, but there yeah. is a subway, uh, you know, right there across the street. Yeah. yeah. All right. So f- over twenty thousand subways. That that's amazing to me. And I don't know why. And I and and I've often it, it it's taken me a long time, Marnie, to accept the fact that Starbucks is considered fast food.
2: Yeah, you know, a lot of people uh, give us grief when we lump it in, but you know, I for one end up there a lot, of just course. on the go. And I think that if it's somewhere you end up a lot, then yep. it's fast food.
0: Well, and they sell food. They sell food. I know it started out as a coffee place, and it took me a long time to realize that. I was like, "Starbucks is not a fast food place," but then you eat when you go there. You do. And and that's why I'm surprised that there were that there were so many more Subways. But it makes sense. Because I remember uh, standing in a Starbucks on Michigan Avenue when I used to work uh, at the car wash, and it was located in the Tribune Building, right down the street. You could stand in one uh, uh, sub or not a subway, Jesus. You could stand in one Starbucks and look across the street and see another one.
2: That's right, <laughs> literally the on, Mich- on Michigan expansion. Avenue. Yeah. yeah, and it worked because all of a sudden Starbucks was on everyone's lips
0: <laughs> everywhere. And then, and by the way, uh, about a block away from that subway in my neighborhood, it's a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're doing yeah so uh all right cool so so oh man subways everywhere all right now this next story i'm so excited about this (laughs) i'm so excited about this i you have to explain you know indiana is building a gravy themed coaster now you have to please explain and i i want the first ticket so what what's going on here what is this about
2: yeah i i need to get myself to indiana um I, for one, have only ever been vaguely aware of Holiday World in Indiana. I, have you heard of it before?
0: Vaguely, again, vaguely. Uh, never been there, but I have uh, heard of uh, inklings of it. it. Yes, I'm aware of it.
2: Yeah, it's a beloved local theme park. Um, it's in Santa Claus, Indiana. Right. <laughs> and it used to be, because of that, uh, exclusively Christmas-themed. Yeah. But now it's called Holiday World, and it has little worlds encompassing other holidays um and there is a thanksgiving land already and so where better to put a gravy themed roller coaster called good gravy exclamation <laughs> oh, point
1: <God>. i love <laughs> it
2: yeah i mean i love it just on the name alone Me but too. then you see on you can go on youtube and find it's also in our article um a video a rendering of what the ride will be like oh my god and just every detail is perfect you, your ride vehicle is a gravy boat And the concept is you're at grandma's house. So the ride starts in grandma's house Uh and it's Thanksgiving dinner, but there's no gravy. So you have to help save Thanksgiving and you (laughs) rock it through like a giant can of cranberry sauce. And the tracks are the color of cranberry sauce. And you go past, you know, you're dodging a giant whisk and uh, it just, it's delightful every step of the way. It just seems like such a charming addition to a regional mid-sized theme park not you know guardians or uh, guardians of the galaxy or galaxy's edge or any of these massive billion dollar projects it's like yeah. let's just put a coaster that the whole family can enjoy in santa claus indiana
0: see now that sounds much more fun to me than a guardians of the galaxy ride i would much mm-hmm. rather go on the gravy uh, on the gravy roller coaster the gravy <laughs> uh coaster than that
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's just it's designed to be a really smooth ride so that little kids and old people can also ride it, which Mm -hmm. I just find you know I like when a coaster thinks about me, (laughs) 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 you know, like thought about us. (laughs) Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, And do they uh, are are they trying to get it open in time for the holidays? Would that would that would make most sense? Correct.
2: Well, that would be very ambitious, but it's going to be open next year, so for the season next year. Uh, But they're already starting to build it. The tracks have been delivered, and anybody over 38 inches tall can ride it.
0: Outstanding. That's at Holiday World in Indiana. In Santa Claus, sorry. In Santa Claus, Indiana.
2: (laughs) Population 2,000.
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Uh, Is there a subway anywhere near there? No, I'm just kidding.
2: I can only assume.
0: <laughs> all right, so the gravy coaster is being built, and we're looking forward to it. And if you want to read all about it, also, uh, I'll link up to the YouTube video where you can actually check out what it's going to look like—the gravy-themed coaster in Holiday World. Check it out at uh, the Takeout. Um, okay, so state fairs are, are 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 a very popular thing and a lovely thing, and you know, uh, you, you know, you've been covering food for a long time. The food. <laughs> At state fairs. I mean, everybody, obviously, the first word that comes to mind when you think state fair food is fried, because everything seems to be fried. Um, But some of the items that you can get at state fairs around the country are pretty amazing. And you guys talk about some of the local, like Midwest uh, state fair food uh, uh, things that you can get. Tell me a little bit about what you guys wrote there.
2: Yeah, so summer is the best season for so many reasons. Uh, one of which is that state fairs, uh, all unfurl a menu of incredible fried delicacies that are often on a stick uh, for the world to enjoy. Um, and so it's so fun to keep up with the individual announcements from state fairs in Iowa, Ohio, Minnesota, you know, these big destination fairs that pride themselves on their menus. So, you know, in Iowa, for example, there are going to be so many new foods that the, the the list is one that you have to like scroll 60 times just to see the whole thing. <laughs> but, you know, you throw a dart at it and you're seeing something so exciting like yeah. catfish on a stick or, <laughs> you know, uh, let's let's scroll further down because it's all alphabetized. You know, peanut butter cream donuts. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, soft serve chocolate chip cookie dough sundae. The ooey gooey all American grilled cheese, which I think has like five times the cheese in it. Oh, God. Um, walking s'mores, which are probably deep fried what? on a stick. I'm not sure because I, I already I, walk around with a s'more.
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, sometimes it's fun to guess what these items are actually going to contain uh, mm-hmm. because they don't really make it explicit. But, um, you know, that's just Iowa. At Minnesota, yeah. there's a lot more um, happening. There's bacon wrapped waffle dogs.
0: Oh my uh, God.
2: Yeah. Like <laughs> why why haven't I seen those words next to each other before? Right? Oh
0: man, I am going to Minnesota right now.
2: Well, here's another one that I'm like, these two words make the most beautiful phrase in the English language. Yeah. Cheesecake curds. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's nuggets of cheesecake dipped in funnel cake batter and deep uh, fried.
0: I can't <laughs> stand I can't even. I can't <laughs> even. Oh my God.
2: It's Ugh. just they outdo themselves every year. And then yeah. uh, the Texas State Fair is a little later in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's September, but they just released the finalists, the top 10 finalists, Five Sweet, Five Savory, for their upcoming like People's Choice Awards, basically, for the the desserts that are going to be on offer and yeah. the, the entrees that are going to be on offer. Yeah. And some really clever things have made it through, like... Deep fried pho. Oh, so <laughs> have you ever eaten a bowl Wait, of pho? Of course. How do you, how the hell, what? How That's is it right.
0: like? How do
2: you deep fry pho? Right, because it's a, a bowl <laughs> of like Vietnamese soup. Right. But you take all the elements of it and, you know, the, the beef, the noodles, the herbs, the sprouts, and the broth and you wrap it up into a fried egg roll.
0: <laughs> oh my God. That's in Texas?
2: Yes. And, and, (laughs) you know, when people hear State Fair, their wheels just start turning and they become so inventive. You know, this is the innovation that we really love to see.
0: Yeah. Man. Okay. Well, clearly I'm on my way to Texas and Minnesota. I mean, (laughs) I got to say the bacon waffle dog thing that, Mm -hmm. I mean, that sounds to me like perhaps one of the, perhaps the most ultimate State Fair thing I've ever heard. Bacon wrapped waffle dog. I mean, come
2: on. And there's a picture of it on the Minnesota State Fair website. And it also appears to be full of cheddar cheese, pickles, onions, and something that looks like, you know, like Big Mac sauce.
0: All right. I am so all over that. All right. Uh, All right. Okay. If you were looking for the cholesterol to go through the roof and have a couple of heart attacks before you're 40, uh, do that at the State Fair. Minnesota, Iowa, Ohio, Texas. Um uh, they're all coming out of the woodwork with incredible and deep fried fa. I've never uh even thought that was a that was a possibility, boy. Believe it. <laughs> okay, I believe it. 2023, boy, will will wonders never see. We have AI and now we have deep fried fa. So uh all good.
2: If uh-huh. AI wants to continue generating ideas of what to deep fry, I will allow that.
0: <laughs> I got it. Okay, cool. Uh, by the way, all of these articles that we're talking about have links and all kinds of really cool stuff uh, at the takeout. Make sure you check it out, takeout.com. Um, before we do the taste test, is there anything that um, that you are working on food-related for the takeout uh, that people can look forward to that yes. you're writing about?
2: Yes. We have a really fun feature coming out tomorrow. That uh, it's kind of a local interest story, but I think anyone anywhere could find it fun. It's about hot dog vendors at ballparks and how they design their famous calls. So, how they yell, you know, get your hot dogs here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, all about how they think about how to do that and the art of the business. Oh, awesome.
0: Okay, well, technically, that'll be today. It's available yes, today. Yes, it'll come out Friday. <laughs> okay, Friday. So that's today. Uh, so yeah, check it out at thetakeout.com. You want to uh, learn about how they hawk their hot dogs at uh, at parks, you're going to learn about it and so much more at thetakeout.com. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, Marnie, I'm a little terrified right now.
2: Uh, <laughs> is it because a unicorn is staring at you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, right. Uh, I'm happy about the color pink because over the past like month, I've been just absorbing pink because of Barbie. That's right. um, but explain what we're about to try and what this product is and, and a little bit of the background on it before we, before we terrifyingly taste it.
2: Yeah. So there's an increased demand for plant-based gummy candy in the U.S. Um, there is? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's funny because I think that plant-based meat really made people look around at all the other items that could stand to be de-animaled, you know, if sure, you will. Sure. And gelatin is in a lot of things we eat, and gelatin is made from animals. So people have Indeed. been trying to approximate that using other ingredients. Right. And this German company, Katyas, I think is the way that you pronounce it. It's K-A-T-J-E-S. Sorry, I didn't take German. Uh but Katya's have been big in Germany for a while, and they've been making a really aggressive push into the U.S. for the past 18 months. So they've shown up even at Walgreens that you can usually find them. Uh, the bag that I'm looking at right now has a smiling unicorn on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and these are plant-based gummies shaped like rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and very barbiecore.
0: Yeah and i have two i have two different i got the the sour the sour is the one that you have the sour gummy candy mm-hmm. and that's got the 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 terrifying little unicorn on it <laughs> and I also have the rainbow gummy candy which just has a big rainbow on it um and uh and they you know very large and bold letters says no animal gelatin with an exclamation point plant based gummies um and there's a a big explanation on the back um where um They, they, it's all plant-based, no animal products at all. And And, you know, yeah,
2: no palm oil, no corn syrup. You know, they they take out all the stuff that they think moms are not going to want for their kids, basically. Right.
0: So they take out all the stuff that's going to taste good. Uh Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) All right. So now you've never tried these.
2: Mm -mm.
0: Why don't we both try the same? I have the, I have the, the other rainbow ones here that I'll save uh, after we taste test this. But the first one we're going to taste test is the sour gummy candy, correct? Correct. Okay. So here we go. Let's. Let me open it.
2: It smells good.
0: It does. Yeah, it smells very gummy. Okay. All right. I have an orange one that is on.
2: I have a black currant unicorn. Okay. Okay.
0: Um the texture is a little A little little, stiff? A stiff, yes, that's the word I'm looking for. It's not as gummy. Mhm. It's a little stiff. It's not very sour either.
2: No, but you know what I love about these? I'm I'm really into them. They taste like the very very expensive gummy stars you can get at Whole Foods. Have you ever had those?
0: No, I have not.
2: They literally sell them for like $10 a tub. Um so I never buy them, but they they have this kind of texture. Maybe Whole Foods, you know, being who they are, yeah. uh, do a plant-based as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's not as springy as a regular it's not. gummy bear.
0: No, it's not. I mean, it, yeah, it's actually not very gummy Mm-mm. in that regard. But I will say this: it's it, it tastes good. It's just it's just that this this particular one that I'm eating is not very sour.
2: No, not. It's more like sugar dusted and yeah. not citric mm-hmm. acid dusted.
0: But it but tastes. I mean, it's actually not bad.
2: Yeah, those flavors are nice and strong. Yeah. I would totally buy this again. It's a little expensive. I think this bag was five fifty. Mm-hmm. But um, But, yeah, these really hit the spot.
0: All right, well, let me try this other one.
2: Because mm-hmm.
0: that one was not very sour. Now, right. this one is not... These do not have the sugar coating on them. And these are all rainbows. And they're rainbow <laughs> colored. And it's rainbow gummy candy. All right, here we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, same consistency. Okay. Um the flavor's are not as good. Oh. Yeah.
2: But aren't you getting every flavor in the rainbow?
0: Yeah, there's a whole bunch of. That's the other thing is that it's a little overwhelming in terms of what am I? I don't have no idea. Got it. <laughs> it's hard for me to delineate what the flavor is that I'm actually eating. There's a lot of stuff going on here.
2: Yeah, they list the flavors on this bag as passion fruit, orange, lime, raspberry, and black currant, which feels very European to me. We don't yeah. you don't see black currant that often in the U.S. Well,
0: this isn't bad either. Um, I will say. Of the two, the one that you have in front of you is better than the one that, that you don't have.
2: The quote-unquote sour? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, it's better. And yeah. you know what? They're, these are good. I, I, I actually thought this was going to be terrible, and they're not.
2: Yeah, and if you can buy something that, you know, like if, if you are someone who, like, shies away from gummy stuff because you don't like all the, like, shady ingredients or the animal products in it yeah this is a great substitute this doesn't taste like a compromise
0: no it does not i i will say that and i went in and as you you know marnie i was i i I use the word terrifying every time (laughs) i still i still think the packaging is a little frightening um but but the product is good it's very very good it's got a lot of flavor to it it does not sacrifice any of the flavor and again the sour gummy candy is better than the rainbow gummy candy
2: Mm-hmm. And, so and that the, get, seems more widely available too.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. There was. There were a, f- a couple of those left, and, and then the, that's the one with the scary unicorn. So, Kachas, <laughs> K A T J E S.
2: Look for the unicorn. All right,
0: there you go. All right, Marnie, always a pleasure. And everybody should check out thetakeout.com. September twenty fourth, mortified live at the Studebaker. Correct.
2: Uh, did you say September twenty third?
0: September twenty third. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I did. No, <laughs> that's what
2: I said. Right. Yes. All right. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be a great time.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, always a pleasure, Marnie uh, and uh, you, you got and, and immediately I expect a text immediately after uh, you watch birth or you see birth rebirth.
2: Oh, I'm gonna be taking notes. Okay <laughs> it's gonna <awesome>. be exciting. <laughs>
0: awesome. We'll talk about it the next time you come on. All right, Marnie, always a pleasure. I'll talk to you soon, okay.
2: Thank you so much. Okay, Have take care.
0: Time. All right that's Marnie. She's the best. Marnie sure, you know who else is awesome Esmeralda Leon.
2: Esmeralda Yeah.
0: Esmeralda
2: Leon. Yeah, asthma. I'm talking about that asthma, Esmeralda oh, yeah, Esmeralda, yeah, yeah, Esmeralda
0: oh, yeah, yeah, eat yourself some asthma,
2: love me some asthma, Esmeralda real Right, Esmeralda. it's
0: time Esmeralda. to say hello to Esmeralda Leon because that's the theme song. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm um, all right. Uh, Great. It is, it is well. Thank you. That's very nice. Um, uh, it is Friday. Any uh, plans for the uh, for for the Friday fun? Um, not at
1: the moment. Oh. I didn't really think about it. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) this week is kind of weird. Like, I don't know. I just didn't realize it was already Friday. You know, sometimes it just comes up on you, which is nice because then you're like, oh, wow, it's
0: Friday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I know what you mean. Well, I'm always in a weird sort of uh, vacuum after flashback because it's all Mm -hmm. a blur. It's like like four days of like, what the hell just happened? You know? Yeah. And then I start to get into a groove and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, it is Friday. What's going on? (laughs) <laughs> so, as we record this, I'm heading out to the Fan Expo, which used to be Wizard World, mm-hmm. um, right across the street from where we had Flashback. Um, it'll be yeah. at the, the Donald, uh, what the hell is it, Donald Stevens, right?
1: The Donald E. e Stevens, Stevens right. Convention Center.
0: I don't want to forget the E, thank you. <laughs> I don't want to forget the E. It's uh, such
1: a formal name for a, a convention center.
0: That's all it is. The
1: Donald E.
0: Stevens <laughs> Convention Center. It's I, like, I, oh wow. I, I believe I'm required to wear a tux when I go. Uh, because yeah. Of, because of the name. Yeah, no jeans. <laughs> no <laughs> jeans. Um, <laughs> no
1: jeans. Jacket required. Yeah,
0: that's right. The Phil Phil Collins, everybody. Oh Jesus, remember that? No jacket, <laughs> risen. remember Joe? No jacket required. That was his. Uh, that was his album. Yeah. Oh.
1: Because right. he's hip.
0: Yeah, when I think uh, no ja- jacket hip, I think uh, I think Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. I always thought, like, on the cover of that album, on the cover of the No Jacket Required album, I always thought that he looked exactly like Charlie Brown. I remember looking at that, and I'm going, Charlie Brown's got a new album out.
1: Because of the hair, or I lack so. of? Yeah, I
0: think there's, like, a little, <laughs> like, that, that top of, he's got that, you know, he's kind of bald on top, Phil Collins. Yeah, he was or- holding on to the... <laughs> Whatever he that, it was, had that little scrap, you know, that little hair scrap on yeah. top of his head, and I always like, oh, it's Phil, it's uh, Phil Collins looks like Charlie, uh, Charlie Brown. Um, I always felt bad for Charlie Brown, just bald I, as hell, I, near a I, you, small child. But like that's the thing about Charlie Brown, you just feel bad for him all the time. It's like that poor right? little dude. It's like, dang man, Lucy's he really always got
1: dealt a card.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Lucy's always fucking with him, you know, taking the football away from him, and it's like it's just, and, you know, everybody was a jag off to him. So yeah. Um, yeah.
1: By the way, Donald E. Stevens yeah was the first village president of Rosemont. That's what I heard. And that's he got I mean. a so he's got a convention center named after. He's, he he passed away. He passed away in two thousand seven. So
0: yeah, I think that's when they named it. I think it was called something else, but but I keep you you know you know I keep calling it. And this is a really uh, this is a this is a deep cut Esmeralda. Mm-hmm. But I, I I always like mistakenly call it the Donald Westlake, the Donald E. Westlake. And if you Google All Donald, right. if you Google Donald, that? if you, if you Google Donald Westlake, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's a, he's a very obscure screenwriter <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that like wrote a couple of, <laughs> wrote a couple of movies. I want to say in the eight, uh, shit, I can't remember Donald. I think Well, it's, now I want
1: to be like, where is he from? Let's get him a convention center named I think after he, him.
0: Yeah. I mean, at least <laughs> this guy wrote some screenplays, but, but if I'm not mistaken, I think he wrote some, re, uh, Donald E. Westlake. He was, I think he was a, um, like, a a dime store mystery novelist who turned screenwriter. Um yeah, it looks like uh from the covers of
1: his books, uh, they're all kind of like knock-off James Bondy. Yeah. One has um another bald <laughs> another Oh, does it have Charlie
0: Charlie Charlie Brown on the front? No.
1: Um what's Oh god, what's his name? British guy who was in the um Stay them? Yes, Jason Statham. He's
0: in the me- he's in the me- he's in the Meg two right now. Esmeralda, the sequel to the giant Meg Shark two. Movie. Yeah, oh, the
1: shark movie. Yeah, I he's was in thinking
0: it. the other one. What's what's the other
1: one? The uh, the the robot girl. That's Megan. Oh no, that's Megan. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> the Meg two Meg. is short for Megla. Megalodon or Megal I don't know like the, the mega,
1: Megal shark something but know. it's
0: like it's the it's the, the it's the dinosaur the technical dinosaur term for for a prehistoric shark Megalo- oh, all right. whatever the Megalodon? hell Megalodon is. Is Megalodon There I think that's it Megalodon that? Yeah oh. Megalodon I think that's what they call Trump too Megalodon cuz he's oh, so Megalodon weird. Hello <laughs> wait a minute that might be <laughs> hang on a second what the <laughs> fuck's going on Wow Wow I think we just came onto something there Azrael I don't know uh, but no, but that the Meg Two is in um, theaters right now, and I still haven't seen it because they didn't screen it for the critics.
1: Yeah, no wonder. And when wonder. it, op- and when it
0: opened, I was I, I, the whole weekend. I was at the flashback, so I couldn't see it. I mm-hmm. haven't seen it. Oh. I hear it's a piece um, of shit though. So, <laughs> well, well, of course. But Don he's West, on the cover,
1: like, he's on the cover of one called Flashfire,
0: a Parker novel. So I guess, I guess, so maybe it's a recurring it, character, a pa- Parker. Oh yeah, maybe, but like he, but like I know he's. You, why is you, he on the maybe? They probably, they probably made a movie out of it, um, because they've made movies. Really, hmm. They made movies, or they he's actually Donald Westlake. I think wrote the screenplay. Shit, I'm trying to remember. Can you is he? Can you find his D B D B B B B B page uh, for Mr. Westlake? Yeah, because I think he wrote. If I'm not mistaken, maybe I'm wrong, but I think he wrote the Grifters. I think he adapted The Grifters, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the great movie that uh, Stephen Frears made with John Cusack and Angelica Houston and Annette Bening. Uh, great film. Um, and I, I, I want to say he wrote that. And anyway, I just keep referring he to. He did. He did. Ah, there it is. Okay. I mm-hmm. knew I wasn't crazy. Um, but yeah. So. Oh, that's... and there is a movie. It's called Parker. Oh, Parker. Right. Yes. Parker. That's oh, a, wow, that's Jennifer
1: a, Lopez.
0: Yeah. From a few years ago. I don't remember ago. that no, one at from all. a few years ago, yeah. <laughs> Was it yeah. good? No. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. All right, that makes sense. I mean, neither of those people are very good. I mean... Uh, that's it, a bummer. It, yeah. Well, I don't mind Jason Statham. I, he's, he's limited. There's only so yeah. much of, like... There's only so much of "fuck off" and then a punch that I can. Well, you know, when
1: look. I say, is it good? Is it like good action? <laughs> right, I, I know what you mean. If it, is
0: it? Is it? Is it I, I got you. You mean is it good? Statham. I, I understand. Yeah, I know it's not going to be Oscar <laughs> right, worthy right, or anything. Right, right, right. You know it's not going to be good. You just mean is it good? Statham. And in that, and in yeah. that, and in that regard, it's pretty good. them It's okay. Stathom. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, wow, well, Clifton, you, Clifton. uh. Gonzalez, Gonzalez, or now it's Collins Jr., yeah.
1: Yes, he's in it. Nick Nolte. Yeah. Michael Chiklis.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know what I call Michael Chiklis, right? What? Commissioner Curly Belushi. Um, Because... Yes. He was the You Remember uh-huh. the TV show, the yeah. Commish? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he also played Curly in the Three Stooges movie. And he played, oh, did he? yeah, and uh, and he played John Belushi in Wired. So I always call him commissioner, Curly Belushi. Oh. That's, <laughs>
1: that's how Wasn't I he him. also on some show where he was very
0: uh corrupt? Oh, The Shield, fuck the yeah. Shield. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, no, that's where he got his that's where he became popular. Because I'll tell you something, Esmeralda, when he starred in Wired he was like a newcomer and he played John Belushi and he his career almost ended because that movie was so blacklisted like Bob Woodward's book was such a such a ha- hatchet job on, on Belushi mm-hmm. um, that nobody would touch it and then they made a low-budget movie out of it and Chickles played Belushi and everybody was like you'll never fucking have a career again because everybody hated the, the the book and you know it's shit all over Belushi and stuff yeah, um, and then the movie was terrible. Um, but he did he he survived. He was in a few other things. Um, he's in he's, he's in by Murphy the way Esmeralda. Brand? By the way, he's in an episode. Here's the, he's in the same episode. You ready for this little piece of trivia, Esmeralda? What's that? Uh, Michael Chiklis, Commissioner Curly Belushi, is in the same Seinfeld episode with our friend Dwayne Kennedy. Oh, fun. he's the one. He's the one hosting the party that they're at.
1: I wonder if they keep in touch.
0: Uh, maybe they do. I should ask. I should, next time I see Dwayne, I should say, "Do you keep in touch with Commissioner Curly Belushi?" And he'll go, "What? Who the fuck are you talking about?" Oh God. <laughs> so so anyway, Donald E. Westlake. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm going to his uh, convention center <laughs> later today. <laughs> it's
1: the Donald E. Westlake.
0: Yeah, I can I referred to it as. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I can pinpoint exactly where, when I when I referred it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had uh, John McNaughton as a guest at one of my film club screenings many years ago. Um, and John McNaughton is a, is a great director. He directed, uh, oh, this is a movie that you would love unless you've seen it already uh, and you were terrified. But have you ever seen Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer?
1: No, but I hear good things about it. It's Just great because it's a Chicago It is. <clears throat> <clears throat> and Excuse it's me. great. It's a Chicago movie.
0: Yeah, and Michael Rooker is the lead in it, and it's Mike, the, the late, great Tom Tolls. But I'm telling you, Esmeralda, that movie will fuck you up. Seriously, all right. Uh, you know, is and it, I know how.
1: True story.
0: Yeah, no. based on based on a true story, loosely, but it oh, is. Okay. L- let me put it to you this way. Here's how fucked up this movie is. It fucked me up. Like at the first oh, time wow. I saw it, I went, I can't. I don't even. My friend, you know, you know my friend Scott Oaken? Mm-hmm. He left the theater for 15 minutes because of a certain scene. Like he had to get up and oh, leave. Oh goodness. No, it's it's no, it's the real deal. <laughs> so. So John, the produ- the director of that, he's in Chicago, and I know him, and he's a great guy, mm-hmm. and he's directed a bunch of really great movies and TV shows. He did Mad Dog and Glory, um, he did Wild Things with uh, Matt Damon and or not, not Matt Dillon and uh, and <laughs> yeah. Nev Camp- and Nev Campbell and um, and uh, Denise Richards, you know, making out that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. He did that. Um, he's directed a bunch of really great movies, um, and I did a screening of his movie called A Normal Life, which was with Luke Perry and Ashley Judd. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great film, and it was shot here in Chicago. Uh, and so I did a screening of it and I had John come out and, you know, talk about it afterwards and do a Q and afterwards. And so I was, I was telling him cause he was going to, he was going to drive out, you know, he's from he's a Southsider, and he was coming all the way to Rosemont. You don't know, remember when Tony Fitzpatrick did our, our, our podcast. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah, like, I gotta go. And he goes, I gotta go all the way out to fucking Rosemont. He's a Southsider too. <laughs>
1: yeah. It is far.
0: It, is, it far. is. And he gets a nosebleed. <laughs> if he goes, if he goes North of North Avenue, he gets a nosebleed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's a Southsider. <laughs> So anyway, so John was coming out to 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 do the post, did the intro, and the post uh, Q and A for uh, Normal Life, and so I was telling him I was telling him how to get there, and I uh, I was texting him, and I texted him, listen, here's what you do: take the Kennedy, blah blah blah, and um, when you get to the, do-, I said when you get to the Donald E. Westlake Convention Center, <laughs> turn right, you know, because that's where you turn right, and uh, for the theater, and he goes, he he texts me back, he goes. And I didn't even realize that I mistakenly called it that. And I honestly, I called it instead of Stevens, (laughs) I said Westlake. And I said it to him, and he texted me back and goes, they named a convention center after that fucking guy? (laughs) 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 So anyway, they're doing a press preview of the Wizard World Mm -hmm. slash Fan Expo today. So I'm going to go... It's a bummer...
1: that it's the preview because i'm assuming nobody's there yeah although i think these are different because they kind of keep them so at flashback which is amazing uh they have all the 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 celebs um around the vendor thing yes so then you you're walking around you're like oh shit
0: yeah <laughs> skeet Ulrich is right there <laughs> right all right i just bought a t- i just bought a t-shirt and look it's it's rose mcgowan you know yeah, I mean? and she's just sitting there, and I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, but at the Fan
1: Expo, at least when I went back when it was different, they had them all, like, in a room, and there's, like, curtains up. Like, so you can't really see anything, which is kind of a bummer.
0: Yeah, some of them are out in the open, depending on who they – like, if you've got, like, a Z-level WWE superstar, yeah, but like, they'll be out in the open. But, like, the big stars – They got like,
1: some heavy hitters oh, this listen, year.
0: As a there's a fucking Back to the Future reunion with – Michael J. Fox, uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd, yeah. Thomas Wilson, Leah, Leah Thompson. Um, I mean, everybody, but basically everybody but Crispin Glover is gonna <laughs> is gonna be there, right? Which I'm
1: like, what are you doing, Crispin Glover?
0: Like, what's uh, up? <laughs> yeah. Well, Crispin Glover doesn't have the greatest relationship with that with that with that series of movies after the first one. Oh, um, Okay. He had some issues because he's not in the sequels, but yet they used a lookalike actor who talked exactly like him, hanging upside down in the second one. And he actually filed a lawsuit against oh, Zemeckis. Shit. He filed a lawsuit against Zemeckis. Yeah, yeah, it's huh. not him. That's not him. Although they did make up. He, they did make up. He and Zemeckis did make up. Um, and he provided a voice uh, in Beowulf years later. He was Grendel. Yeah. He was the voice of Grendel in Beowulf. Oh, okay. But anyway, all those people are going to be there. But the thing is, like, this is the reason why I'm going today Mm-hmm. And again, we're, pre-tap- we're pre-taping this for people who want to get behind the curtain and know who Oz is.
1: <laughs> yes, behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. It's a day before. We're not.
0: <laughs> so I'm going. I'm going there to pick up because I, I have. I was lucky enough to get you know press credentials, so I don't have to pay to go. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to pick them up today. Instead of like the madhouse that it's going to be over the weekend, right? And they're going to give us a tour of everything. So when I go there during the weekend or whenever I go, I know exactly mm-hmm. where I want to go. Oh, right. Yeah. I, and get so that's why I'm doing it. I'm just going to pick up my credentials, get the big tour, and then mark everything down. Like, okay, here's where I'm going to go, and so I can get in and out over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm doing. It.
1: What I what I love about these expos is or these conventions is that I kind of hope. Although I don't really wander around downtown, but I'm kind of hoping to run into one of these celebrities, like yeah. just walking around <laughs> the city of Chicago. Well, I will Cause say, because I'm this. just like, you gotta go eat, right? <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I will tell you this though. But right
1: I don't up. really wander downtown, and I'm sure they all just kind of go downtown if they're going well, anywhere.
0: It, well, I mean, or they just stay in Rosemont because they put them yeah. up. because they, they put them up like, right down the street. Um, True, but, I mean, but if
1: they've been here, I feel like some of them will be like, no, 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 I'm gonna go. Oh yeah. Well, some I of them can are I, here, like, for the whole weekend. So. I can
0: tell you this. The, 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 the folks who stay at Flashback, a lot of them um, on a Friday night, uh, they usually go into town and they try to yeah. know, do some stuff like that. Um, so, But, but yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, they're going to be in town. But I will say this, though, Esmeralda. You might want to wander around mm-hmm. the city today as we tape this because, uh, you know, Bruce is in town, Springsteen. I don't know if you're a Springsteen fan. Oh
1: yeah, but he played last night. He's I doubt he gets to.
0: He played last night at Wrigley. Wander. And he's off tonight, and he plays tomorrow at Wrigley. So he's got a whole day and night off today. So you could stalk his ass if you feel like it. Eh. I feel the same (laughs) way.
1: (laughs) He's fine. I mean, if I'd see him, I'd be like, oh look, there he is. Yeah, but that's about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah um but apparently like last night's show i mean everybody you know i don't i'm not a fan but apparently he he was amazing last night he played like three hours and ten minutes and he went past the curfew as he always does the regular yeah. curfew
1: so this um, is why i enjoy living where i live i heard none of it yeah <laughs> yep i couldn't have told you that he was around like i, I... had no clue no idea. I,
0: I was. I went to a, a screening last night. Oh, by the way, Esmeralda, I went to go see the Last Voyage of the uh, of the uh, Demeter last night. The de- yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really fucking good. Like really oh, creepy. Oh, okay. I and was
1: wondering about that.
0: It's really good. It's based on that. Um, that I don't know about about thirteen or fourteen pages in Bram Stoker's novel where, uh, Dracula and his his possessions and his coffin are 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 shipped from Romania to mm-hmm. London. And it's like twelve or thirteen pages in the in the novel in the book in Bram Stoker's yeah. book, and they made a two hour movie out of it, and it's fucking great. I mean,
1: but <laughs> the thing is, like those trips are weeks, yeah, long.
0: Yeah, And this one. So this one, you know, they got this plenty one, to by, work with. <laughs> this one, by the way, opened. The movie opens on my birthday. Well, in the eighteen hundreds, but it opens on July sixth, and I went, "Oh, I'm gonna like this movie." <laughs> uh, but no, it's badass. It's really good, but on the way home last night after the screening which by the way is a terrific movie if you if uh, if you're interested in seeing it it's very very cool to
1: And it's, our our pal Mr. David uh I think David can't his yeah name. David
0: D'Smaltchen Des, <laughs> D'Smaltchen's in it yeah 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 D'Smaltchen's in it and uh looking very here's here's something I was he's looking very Alfred Molina like in this one Uh well you know
1: cuz you're on a boat you're yeah. on a boat crew yeah. in the 1800s Right So yeah, you're gonna have some (laughs) shadows on your face. la Alfred
0: Molina. (laughs) He's got the mustache. He looks like Alfred Molina in Boogie Night, So he's got like the mustache. I I (laughs) I half expected um, Sister Christian to start playing uh, when when when. So if they ever do a
1: if they ever do a a reboot, yeah, he play Alfred Molina.
0: He could play Alfred Molina's part. Yeah. Um, But no, it's really good. But when I was when I got on the train last night to come home, when when I got to Addison uh there were a couple of people who got on who apparently left the bruce show early mm-hmm. um, because he played till like 11 and i, well, I was coming home around 10 ish but then yeah. i was reminded i'm like oh yeah and then like half the people on my on my facebook feed were there you know how you when you when you you know you go to facebook yeah and like everybody yeah, yeah. i mean like i would say 60 percent of the people on my facebook feed were at wrigley for 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 uh for bruce Mm hmm. So mm-hmm. but he'll be run, he'll be wandering around freely today, Esmeralda, if you want to if you yeah. wanna look for it. I
1: would hope so. I hope so. I don't yeah. know what Bruce's take is on going around
0: the city. But,
1: you yeah. know, it's summer. I would hope that he goes yeah. and explores the city.
0: Well, you know, um, Max Weinberg, his drummer, mm-hmm. um, who obviously used to play in Conan's band. Uh, Conan O'Brien is
1: he still is he with him on the tour? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. I thought like for a period he wasn't there. He wasn't. They, they you know, um, sometimes their schedules didn't work out. He's not. You know, obviously yeah. Conan, uh, he's not with Conan anymore, right? Uh, and and right. so like I, I, he's got that. But he's playing a gig tonight solo. Max Weinberg is. Oh, <gasps> really? And I think it's at the Park West. It's a smaller venue, and and it's gonna be packed because everybody's like Bruce is gonna show up, man. You know, because it's a night off. So they think that Bruce is going to pop in and play a song, you know what I mean, with him. So I don't know where he's playing, but Max Weinberg and his band are playing at a small venue tonight during their night off from Wrigley. That's and also, fun. when I took the Irving bus yesterday down to the Red Line to get down mm-hmm. to the theater, or the other day, I should say the day before yesterday, uh, you knew that Bruce was in town because from Clark to Sheridan, there were about 20, and I'm not exaggerating, 20 semis parked on Addison. So it was like oh, oh yeah,
1: yeah, they always
0: clearly yeah. something is happening at Rickley.
1: Or off of Irving. They usually yeah. do This off was of, I'm by sorry. No, it was Irving. I'm sorry, it was Irving. Oh, it was I, like, yeah. Because
0: yeah. I was on the Irving bus and it was Irving and it was right by the cemetery. All the all those yeah. bus all those trailers were there. So people who were like, Hey, I wonder if Bruce is coming. Oh, clearly he's in town.
1: <laughs> Someone's here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's uh, Max Weinberg is. I mean, useless to anyone listening, but
0: <laughs> yeah, because it happened. Uh, it right? happened he, yesterday. He
1: played.
0: Yeah, and it was uh, great. The, it was great, right? Played
1: Park West. Yeah, yeah, Max Weinberg's jukebox. I mean, I would want to go and just be like, uh, I don't know. I would somehow want him to do all the weird things he did on Conan. I
0: know, <laughs> which that is was, impossible. Like I know, that's what I because I'm not a, uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a Bruce Springsteen fan. I never have been. Um, yeah, I just it, he just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, um, he's fine. Yeah, he just, I just don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't mm. Yeah, I don't get excited. But I loved, I loved Max on Conan. I thought he was fucking yeah, hilarious he was, on Conan.
1: Oh God, he was great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if he if he did tonight or last night if he did a bunch of Conan bits that would have been fantastic. You and I would have been happy about that,
1: right? Everybody (laughs) else would be pissed
0: off. But if like Conan made it, I'd be more excited if Conan made an appearance than Bruce. (laughs) Oh my God! Yeah. Look look how excited you got us, bro. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Oh my God! If Conan showed up.
0: I know. (gasps) Oh. So so you and I are bigger Conan O'Brien fans than Bruce Springsteen mm-hmm. fans. That yeah. Oh my god, I'd be like excuse me Bruce, yeah. Conan <laughs> O'Brien
1: is over there. <laughs> I need to <laughs>
0: i love it i love it that's uh, even great. for
1: max i would be like, excuse me bruce yeah. max weinberg is over yeah, there i need yeah. to-
0: <laughs> i agree i'm totally i'm totally with you that's so funny matt that is so funny and all the bruce springsteen fans are listening right now going, you guys are idiots i'm like i don't care max. right i was I like
1: care. sorry yeah sorry <laughs> more I, for you
0: yeah and you can enjoy your little bruce i'll take conan uh, doing the bits with max weinberg right. yeah. i
1: wonder i'm also curious if anybody any of the uh, celebs went to the bruce show Thinking, you know, do a little, oh, I show up the day before and then. Oh,
0: yeah. The well, they could go. I, 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 I will say this they could go tonight, technically Friday, because he's playing tonight as well.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, they could.
0: Yeah. So they could go. I bet they and they're do. They're
1: not doing any heavy duty they... labor at this expo.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I will tell you this if they could get away from the Donald E. Westlake Convention Center. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will say this you know who was there last night? Uh, Or I should say two nights ago, considering it's Friday. Um, uh, Your buddy and mine, uh, Mr. Cusack. Oh yeah. wait, what was he doing there? He was there. He was backstage. Well, Bruce Springsteen is in high. Fidelity. Oh, he
1: was at the Bruce. Br- oh, yeah. he was at the Bruce show. Oh, okay. yeah, he was at the Bruce show. No,
0: no, not at the fan. He was he at, wasn't the at the convention. No, 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 no.
1: I was like, what is he just doing there? He's
0: just hanging out, waiting for people to show <laughs> time. up. Time. No time. Work. <laughs> he was. He was. Uh, he was backstage at Bruce Spring- at the Springsteen show. I mean, Springsteen's oh, in okay. high. okay. He's in high fidelity. Course. They know each other, so. So he was yeah. backstage, so if you wanted like all kinds of like pictures from backstage from John Cusack in between vaping uh so you could see <laughs> oh
1: God <laughs>
0: so um, and, and he did yeah. by the way, I will say this he did do a uh from what I heard he did do a nice tribute to uh, uh Robbie Robertson, who passed away um from oh. the, he died uh God, this week has just been this t- two weeks have been unbelievable Robbie robertson from the yeah. from the from the band uh the band the band uh passed away um um you know who else
1: uh recently like literally uh wednesday i believe six though yes yeah, rodriguez man. i know Ugh. yeah i mean uh, he was older he did he was 81 yeah. but still yeah. it's like it's a bummer i
0: know you
1: know we um so when he came out um and because of the documentary and like it he had that big resurgence yeah he was in chicago i think he was going to do a show and we uh as the entity you me them everybody
0: yeah, yeah. that's you and you and brandon brandon weatherby uh, by the yes
1: way, they me. had yeah. approached us approached us to interview him get for the, the show. fuck
0: out of here really and
1: we weren't doing the show at the oh, time when he God. like you know like we Damn missed it. the day or whatever and we're just oh. like at least me i was like Oh, like because man. at the time like i watched the documentary and i actually had been introduced um to his music but by- via the jukebox that we had at a hungry brain right of course because yeah one yeah, of his yeah. albums was on yeah. there yes, and was yes like, he was the most yeah. amazing thing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, ah, oh, like, thinking man. back, like, I'm just so bummed we weren't able to do it.
0: Yeah, he was he was uh, amazing, man. He was amazing. I knew of him before the documentary. I, not as well. But then after I saw the documentary, I was like, oh, shit, wow. I should probably know more about this guy than I do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, I didn't make the connection that what I was listening to on that jukebox
0: yeah, that's was him.
1: him. And then that's I was, man. oh, shit, that's him.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he died, too. Like, Robbie Robertson, he died. Sixto died. I mean, it's just been ridiculous. The past couple of weeks have just been unacceptable, man. Yeah. Like, stop? Stop already! Jesus yeah. Christ. And if um, you do want to,
1: um, ta- or learn more about Rodriguez, searching for Sugarman, yeah.
0: if you haven't seen it, is a it's good a, documentary in general. A great documentary. A great documentary. And 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 again, we'll turn you on to someone who was just extraordinarily talented and special. Yeah. And cool mm-hmm. as shit. And that, God, that's yeah. so. I'm so bummed that you and Brandon weren't able to. Oh man. Yeah.
1: At the time, I was like, "No!"
0: Yeah, I, was I can like, understand that. I can understand that. Understand. Shit. Well, anyway, but it's out there. Searching for Sugar Man is out there, and if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, I know it was nominated for best documentary. Mm-hmm. I think it may have yeah. won. I think it may have won. I'm not I sure, but I know did. it was nominated. I know it was nominated. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, no, he was. He was. It was amazing. And, it, and And again, this past couple of weeks, just like death after death after death, man. It's just been. It's been a shitty. It's been it's like a shitty late July, early August, man. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as that goes, but yeah. Uh, but apparently, um, Bruce did a really nice tribute to uh, Robbie Robertson last night. Oh, uh, nice! Playing the music of the of the band and and also the the new uh, Martin Scorsese movie, which is coming out, um, the killer um, the killer moon movie about the Native Americans with mm-hmm. Leo with Leo and um, and De Niro. Um, that comes out in November. And uh, it'll be the last score that Robbie Robertson has done, so it'll be really cool to to hear that because he he composed yeah. a lot. Of, he Robertson composed a lot of music for uh, Scorsesean movies in the past. Okay. So th- it'll be his last score, so that's something to look forward to as well as the movie. It looks great too. So yeah. Hey, let me ask you this. This is the the. Uh, oh wait a second. Wait, hold on. I mean- <laughs>
1: Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Hi, hi. I'm Carrie, Carrie Russell, yeah. and not I love Nick's show. Not at the Fan Expo. No,
0: she's not there. She's here. She's going to be. <laughs> uh, Carrie, why
1: aren't you going? She's. Hi, something Russell. Up. And
2: I love. All Nick's
0: right, show. Carrie. All right, we'll see, we'll see you. in a little bit. All right, all right. Yeah!
2: Yeah! Yeah!
0: Anyway, um, I have to ask you. I was just reading something, and I and I I, I didn't try it. Did you try the grimace the grimace shake? By the way no um it
1: kind of grossed me out no do we know what the flavor just was just the Cause... thought of it no but it just I don't know grape I'm assuming it's grape it's got to be grape <laughs> right
0: because the, grim- the grimace I mean, is purple right
1: I mean you could make anything purple right you know so it I don't know what the flavor was Um, But wasn't it making people vomit?
0: Yeah, that was the thing. It made people (laughs) sick. And now there was a news story that I read that they were gonna. It's, it's gonna be available again somewhere. Which
1: why though? My thing is like, why was it making you sick? Are you lactose intolerant? I don't know. I'm not sure. But there were a lot of people going.
0: That was. uh... It's
1: um apparently berry flavored. Okay. Uh, Some people say it tastes like blueberry cheesecake. Others kind of said fruity pebble flavored. So that and that still, I'm not. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it. It it looks like it's too sweet.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks I, like
1: it's real sweet, which it, I get turned off if it's too. Ha, much. Have
0: they have they ever had any other um flavors based on the the characters before? Like, have they ever had a Hamburglar f- flavored like uh, like Sunday or something? Have they ever, because like Grimace
1: I is. Honestly, I don't think so. I think they haven't, the f- I don't think they've celebrated anybody else's birthday.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't
1: know why Grimace was so popular.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, does Grimace talk? I don't even remember. Does he just go, Ooh, no, I don't just goes, think so.
1: I don't think he talks either. No, because um, they, at least they didn't have him talk for any of these commercials. No. You'd think and, they would. And Did in the talk? past,
0: like, you know, when, you know, like, for, I mean, for the whatever 50 years that Grimace has been around, you know, over that, mm-hmm. you know, however mm-hmm. long the hamburger and the grimace. And who are the other ones? There's Ronald McDonald's hamburger. There's grimace. Uh, there's, uh, mayor McCheese. there's a girl McChe- in there. Mayor McCheese. I think it's got to be a girl. Right. Because I know Mayor McCheese. <laughs> He's the mayor of McCheese land or whatever. No, of McDonald's. Land. <laughs> <laughs> um. There's a cop.
1: <laughs> there's a cop burger.
0: Wait, right, no, that, yeah. That, what the hell's his name? Constable fucking burger man. Officer,
1: what, uh, Officer Big Mac. I mean, I guess if there's a burglar, they gotta have a.
0: You gotta have a cop if he's stealing shit. You gotta. have Birdie uh, a... <laughs> the
1: early bird. That's oh, the right.
0: girl. Birdie, and it's a it's a female bird.
1: Yeah, and she's wearing a little McDonald's outfit. Well, what like, the hell um, does
0: that have to do? What does that have to do with McDonald's? Well, she's she's probably
1: the when she you know for breakfast the early bird. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. But she's wearing. She's also wearing um, goggles. So I guess she flies. I mean, yeah, she's she, a bird. But she's like, she's a
0: bird. But she's wearing like, and she's got. Doesn't she have like a little one of those little leather helmet uh, things on her head?
1: Yeah, it's like glasses or something like that. Like goggles, like gog- then,
0: her flying goggles, and a little. Yeah, helmet. Yeah, and then yeah. I
1: think a scarf.
0: Yeah, yeah. The idea is she's a pilot, I guess. So you got a pilot, you got right. a cop, you got a thief.
1: I have no clue what Grimace is. And he's you have just a Grimace.
0: <laughs> he's just a thing. <laughs> he doesn't have a job he just shows he's just an asshole i he mean he up.
1: also doesn't i mean who would give him a job you know what i mean like <laughs> that
0: he rolls in you're just like oh okay um I, excuse me but do you have any references uh the, <laughs> you 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 purple amorphous blob do you have any fucking references? <laughs> like, <before>? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like who made these up I don't now know. Now I'm curious I, what the whole history well, is because like <laughs> what in the hell? I, I they will have say this. No, what's the cohesiveness to it? Just None.
0: It's, they it's, all love McDonald's? Here's the thing. I think those were created maybe around the same time as shit like the H.R. Puffin stuff. You remember like HR uh, Puffin yeah. stuff? And mm-hmm. Like that shit, the, the the Sid and Marty Croft, that was my youth, Esmeralda. That was the stuff that I watched when I was like four or five. And that was considered normal television. Like, if you yeah. looked at... Like, if you look up... Here's one for you, Esmeralda. Look up Lidsville. Um, Lidsville was from Sid and Marty Croft. And they did H.R. Puffin stuff. They did, did uh, uh, so many of the other weird, crazy, uh, uh, you know, characters and puppets and shit. But Lidsville yeah. started... Jesus Christ. Are you looking at it? Yeah, you must be. <laughs> That's Charles Nelson Reilly, by the way, Esmeralda.
1: Oh, what From is that, Match Game. Like why are they so
0: because of acid, because of acid. That, yeah that's but they're
1: why. very um like they got a lot of <laughs> like wrinkles or like crevices yeah. Do you know what i mean like uh, yeah. there's just a lot of detail Listen, in I, making I, their faces look a little too human
0: i can't explain Anything that Sid and Marty Croft did, except for one word, and that's drugs. That's the only. Yeah, and I and obviously you know like they they had denied this over the years. Sid and Marty Croft denied this over the years, but like there, I think there's a reason why. The fucking character's name is Puffin Stuff because they were fucking smoking dubes the whole time that they were creating. <laughs> and I don't think there's any kind of coincidence that it's HR Puffin Stuff. Like, we're Puffin Stuff, man. We're going to blow yeah. little Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you watch this stuff, if you look at it, for people you know, now, like young people now who look back at this, I'm not kidding, Esmeralda. I used to watch that shit, at, at all of those weird, insane variations of characters that they created every Saturday morning. And people watch it now and go, how the fuck did you not have nightmares every night you went to bed (laughs) watching this? And Lidsville is probably, I mean, like Charles Nelson Riley in Lidsville, if you look at his fucking character, like the way he looks in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, you know, Charles Nelson Riley from Match Game. He's charming and funny and hilarious. And, you know, he does that stuff. And then on Lidsville, you go, what is happening? This is. So, but that was normal. That was considered. That was considered normal television. And I think that the his
1: eyebrows connect to his hair in the back. Like, (laughs) what is going
0: on? I know. I know. But I think that those McDonald's characters were created around the same time. So I think they were all smoking the same shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they were well, at least Ronald sixty three. Yeah. Sixty-three, okay, so, mm-hmm. and those and those puffin stuff things were late sixties, early seventies. The, the the Sid and Marty Croft stuff was late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so right they're around part of
1: uh, McDonald Land.
0: Right, McDonald Land. Because you would go there. You would <laughs> some McDonalds would have a McDonald Land. That instead of a playground, they would have the McDonald Land. Oh, really? In. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow.
1: I've yeah, never, yeah. never seen that. I've only seen like
0: the play area. No, the McDonald Land was a real thing, and they had all the commercials. I think they had a little cartoon series called McDonald Land, and you could buy mm-hmm. cartoon you could buy like comic books and coloring books and shit. And uh, but like the but before they had ball pits and stuff, so that your kids yeah. could get so your kids could get COVID. They- <laughs> 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 they had mcdonald land like you'd walk in and instead of like a, an actual playground there would be mcdonald you could walk through mcdonald so get
1: this at least this is according to wikipedia in 73 sid and marty croft sued mcdonald's oh claiming that the entire mcdonald land presence plagiarized their tv show there you go so there you go. they knew oh, <laughs> they were like there something's up there excuse me
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah. We
1: were real high when we did this.
0: What's <laughs> your excuse? Yeah, yeah
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> and by the way, it took us six years to sue you because we were high. and it, uh, it's Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we thought that was ours. What? We didn't notice. We thought that was ours. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't
1: realize that... Uh... <laughs>
0: oh that's fantastic yeah these man, are the but,
1: most i don't understand it at but, all
0: but esmeralda when i was a kid people of my generation people in their late 50s that was the shit we watched it every every i mean i was i loved hr puff and stuff yeah and i love no
1: that stuff it's cool but it's also yeah. like this is for children
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: um okay so apparently grimace yeah he was introduced as evil grimace
0: ah okay Okay, I, I have a vague, have a vague the, memory. Vague memory. He was
1: the one trying to. He was trying to steal milkshakes and cokes.
0: Okay, so you got the hamburger trying to steal hamburgers, and then you got Grimace mm-hmm. trying to steal shakes and and cokes. So
1: they were doing like a, a Notions Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Grimace, Grimace has got the handle on the cokes and the milkshakes. Right, hamburglar has right. got the hamburger.
0: So, so, so I would imagine that Grimace would be George Clooney, and Hamburglar would be Brad Pitt. <laughs> Only because Brad Pitt is eating all the time in those movies.
1: Right. There you go. (laughs) So then they dropped it. it. So he was introduced in 71 and then they dropped it in 72.
0: Okay. Oh, man. He apparently had two
1: pairs of arms, by the way,
0: in the beginning.
1: So he had four arms? He had four arms. I don't remember that at all. To steal milkshakes and Cokes. (laughs) <laughs> and then they, then they, then they
0: removed him in '72 when he I became see. a good guy. He became a good guy, and you're wondering why they need law enforcement, Esmeralda. All this, all this, all <laughs> this rampant crime this, going on. This rampant crime in McDonald Land is just is just too oh much. My God, it's too. You can't I even just... walk. You can't even walk down the yeah. street in McDonald Land without getting shit stolen from you.
1: <laughs> I. It's very unsettling, though. Those it is. the Mc, the. Yeah. Uh, the Mc, uh, the big mac and mayor yeah. mccheese they're literally McCheese. burger heads yeah with heads like yeah, their they, heads yeah. are burgers yeah. it's frightening it it's is. so gross like it what is. do they talk out of like ugh.
0: i think that i think i guess between the bun and the burger is where the mouth is like blah, 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 blah. so like the. Yeah. Ugh. yeah they got
1: rid of them by the way in 85 mayor mccheese
0: i think they brought them back though they got rid of them in 85 but i think they brought them back for like some sort of nostalgia because I, when I was a kid, they were all, all, those char- all those characters existed when I was a kid.
1: No, yeah. So he, he appeared in 71. Yeah. And then they got rid of him in 85.
0: Okay. So 71. Same that would with be... Officer Big Mac. So that everybody
1: would... showed up in 71. Okay. So that's the wheelhouse um, then... for me.
0: I was six in 71. Yeah. So that was, that was the wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Like that, I, that's why I remember all of that shit. So, yeah, in 71, when you're watching H.R. Puff and stuff, then you go to McDonald's you get terrified by Grimace. That's your childhood people my age That's, yeah you're scared shitless in front of the tv while you're eating your cereal and then you go to mcdonald's and you get scared shitless by the same <laughs> creepy stuff so
1: so yeah i guess McDonald was the only one from the beginning yeah he's the he's the original guy and then everybody else got introduced years right. later
0: yeah now ronald um I always found also creep- frightening. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, I always found him creepier than anybody else. Like I would take I would rather hang out with Grimace or Mayor McCheese than than Ronald.
1: Yeah, there's something about him again. It's it's the fact that like it's a man's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a yeah. person's face. It's not like, oh, a mask of some kind with funny things on it or whatever. No, no, no. It's just a, a guy. Yeah.
0: It's a dude.
1: Uh, with, yeah. like, makeup on his face. Just, like, red stuff and then a nose, yeah. a little red on his nose, and that's it. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then they would, have mean, Ron- they would have different Ronald McDonald's, you know, at yeah, different McDonald's stores doing openings and stuff across the country. And it would always be a, a different weird dude who got hired, you know. Yeah, come on in. We'll yeah. pay you 20 we'll bucks. I mean, that's, bucks. isn't
1: that kind of how clowns, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's kind of yeah. the M.O. for clowns.
0: Yeah. Have you ever seen Shakes the Clown? Weird have seen, dudes. Have you seen Shakes the Clown? Uh,
1: I've seen bits and pieces
0: because that's a great movie. That's a Bobcat yeah. Goldthwaite's movie about a, an alcoholic clown. And I, I one of my favorites is you. Do you know what the what I think? You know how um they pull critics quotes for video boxes and and for posters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, my favorite quote ever, besides the ones that I'm on, because I'm on a few of these things, and I'm, so I'm very proud of that. But uh, yeah. like I, like for instance, as well, I know that you will love this. I'm on uh the DVD box, and I was on the poster. For fucking Cabin Boy, so I know that. Oh you right, would, yes, yeah, yes. which is one of my proudest achievements in life. <laughs> 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 See that—that's how—that's how few critics liked that movie. That they actually said, "Who's this jagoff, Nick DiGilio? He liked it. Let's put him on the." <laughs> Nobody knows who the fuck I am, but I made because that's because no one liked Cabin Boy. But anyway, um, on the cover and on the poster for *Shakes the Clown*, here's the quote, and I can't remember who said it. I can't remember who it's attributed to. It's the best mm-hmm. critic. It's the best critic quote ever. And the quote is, "Shakes the, shakes the clown is the Citizen Kane of alcoholic clown movies." <laughs> <laughs> That's the best quote ever. It's the it's the Citizen Kane of alcoholic clown movies. <laughs> so yeah, but you you should see it. It's nice. really it's really funny and yeah. really twisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
1: Um, by the way, the first Ronald McDonald clown was Willard Scott.
0: That's right. Weatherman and Willard Scott. And he's weird. He and, has a
1: cup on his nose. I don't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, that I remember that. I remember seeing that. He looks terrifying. He's more terrifying than any other uh, uh, Ronald out there. He's got eyebrows on top of his eyebrows.
1: <laughs> like So there's his regular eyebrow, and then they have now drawn an eyebrow above it.
0: So what's with the eyebrows cuz you mentioned that Charles Nelson Riley and Lids had some weird ass eyebrows too. I guess that was yeah. a thing. Yeah. I, guess that I was mean, a thing. eyebrows
1: are the eyebrows are the, they frame the face.
0: They frame the face. Or they fuck up the face according to Ethan Cormier.
1: Yeah, eyebrows are very important. Yeah. <laughs> they are. You need they they change your face shape. Well, that dramatically. Do. Do you so you remember- if you have two sets.
0: Right. <laughs> So do you remember the episode of uh of Seinfeld where um the bomb goes off the, like a like a there's an explosion in, in uh, Uncle Leo's place and his his hair off of his face gets burned off?
1: Oh god. So Elaine uh, n- uh, <laughs> Elaine
0: <laughs> Elaine draws eyebrows on him um with a magic marker. <laughs> If it was you, you we, Esferell, Oh Do me God. a favor. No, I've looked it I, up. W- while we're talk- oh, you saw it. Okay, so uh, Uncle Leo eyebrows. Just okay. So you see it? Then. Oh
1: Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you you were able to see the image. I'm glad that was uh, that was. I'm Goodness. Glad were, I mean, we were-
1: I'm telling. Yeah, eyebrows are very important. <laughs>
0: Yikes! Oh man. Uh, what about the? Because there are. Does that is that still a thing? Because I remember in the '70s, women used to shave their eyebrows completely off and then and pencil them in. Do people still do that? I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Um, drag. I know drag. I know drag queens do do it.
1: Um, Right. Well, because they don't. They don't bother. You don't want to bother with your regular eyebrows.
0: No, of course, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So then to then and then you can also you can do whatever you need. To make your eyebrow, however you want your eyebrow to look, exactly. Um, yeah. But they just cover them up right. with makeup.
0: Right. Um, that's like that's but like no. In-
1: so recently, Doja Cat had, um, uh, de- or deleted. She deleted her eyebrows. She deleted her. <laughs> <laughs> she, <laughs> she uh she shaved her eyebrows off. Um, and no, then, she deleted. She, she gave deleted the reason. Them. Yeah. Yeah, but she gave the reason. She's like, "Well, it's easier because then I just pencil them in." Yeah. Which, yeah, if you know how to do that, awesome.
0: Yeah. That's the thing, though, Esmeralda, and that's there. There's the caveat right there. If you know how to do that, because a lot of people right. don't. <laughs> that's the issue. If you don't know,
1: and then you're just now you. But then you look like Uncle. Of... You
0: look like Uncle Leo. <laughs>
1: yeah. The technology though has. Yeah. Really advanced where yeah. they. they <laughs> they have like fake tattoo type of stuff where you can wear their eyebrows and you can put them on and they look insanely natural Yeah, because they, you know, they look like an eyebrow. It looks like hair Yeah, That's uh, amazing. and everything.
0: You know, hey, by the way, really quickly, Esmeralda, you know how disappointed I was about a certain aspect of flashback. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. last year when, when we had it, um, mm-hmm. at the same time a, an anime convention was happening. Yes. And there were all kinds of really awesome cosplay, you know, anime people running around mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. really amazing weird awesome Japanese anime costumes. But you mm-hmm. know what was supposed to happen and got canceled at the last minute that was where they were supposed to be staying, the people were supposed to be staying in our in our hotel at the same time. What? There was a fucking drag convention that was supposed to happen. How amazing <sighs> would that have been? Can you imagine that? Art the Clowns and Drag Queens running around. I mean, it would have been unbelievable.
1: That would have... What? I did it, not know that was... It
0: got canceled. Because when I first got there on Thursday, they're like, yeah, the drag show, the the, the drag queens are coming in on Friday. And I'm like, fuck, yeah. So there's going to be like Michael Myers running around and drag... I mean, this is going to be the greatest thing. It's going to be so surreal. Yeah. And they oh, canceled it. It's
1: a bummer. It. I didn't it's even t- know that it...
0: Existed. It's a total bummer. Yeah, there was supposed to be like oh. a big drag queen, drag queen convention, that was taking place maybe at the Donald E. Westlake Convention Center.
1: I think so. Yeah, actually, yeah, it was supposed <coughs> to be. Yeah. There.
0: Yeah. I and was, they were.
1: I was actually trying to look it up because I, we did see as we were walking around, we saw a couple furries.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, me. <laughs> and I, I didn't know men. what yeah. they. Yeah.
1: Well, I didn't know why they were there.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> there was no anime convention. No. There was, there was nothing for them and the furry convention isn't until November. So right. So I don't yeah.
0: know. Right. And you know were just as well, passing you, through. You know my feelings about you know how much I love mascots. And so mm-hmm. and furries are very similar to mascots and they just make me yes. I just, just I love them. They bring me joy. But could you have imagined <laughs> all of the horror cosplay and all of the drag queens just running around together?
1: That oh, it would have been awesome. It would have been I amazing.
0: I bet you some of the
1: drag queens would have known about flashback and would have Fuck, probably yeah. done like some horror um, with yeah. outfits and stuff and we do and, oh. and,
0: and and we do get that every once in a while we will get some drag queens who show up in, in horror related costumes and they're fantastic. Yeah,
1: well there's fantastic. there's a huge I mean they did a they did a show called Dragula.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um where it was all
1: mainly kind of like that horror
0: yep. slant. Yep of great. uh drag. Fantastic. Well, well, we missed out on that. That's mm. All right. Well, uh, well, it's uh, so. What? So uh, uh, maybe you'll see Max Weinberg tonight. You can give us a report uh, if you see him in the streets. Just walking. Yeah, just,
1: just walking. Yeah, I'm just going to wander the city of Chicago and see if I see any celebrities. He's
0: going to. I think understand. He's actually because the grimace isn't around. I think Max Weinberg is going to be stealing pop and shakes from everybody at McDonald's over the weekend. I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, coming up on the next episode, Laura Moss, uh, the writer and director of Birth Rebirth. You saw the trailer uh, as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Colin, Colin was saying he's very excited.
0: It comes out on April, I'm sorry, August 18th in theaters, and it will stream on Shutter the following week. And I will have the director and writer, Laura Moss, on to talk about it. It's such a great horror movie. Very nice. So uh, I will have them on uh, to talk about that. Uh, and that's what's coming up. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you want to uh, sponsor us, sales at radio Leave your voicemail at 773-417-694. Oh shit, I forgot the megaphone again. Huh? We'll save it for next time. <laughs> <laughs> I got wow. it all. Reco- I got it all recorded. We're all set. I'll save it for next yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, email nickd podcast at gmail dot com. My thanks to Jason Skaggs. My thanks to uh, Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits. Uh, check out the streaming service twenty four seven at radio misfits uh, dot live. And uh, there you go. And Esmeralda, thank you. You rule. Thank you. Okay, hey, we'll see you next time on the Nick D Podcast.
1: The wind is right on me.